This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. you do for a living hmm. podcasting <laughs> yay man who what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah that's so crazy right it's it's not what i would have uh, no. expected to hear about myself when i worked at the gap <laughs> in 1990 ditto a uh, hot topic in 1998 90 2000 in la mhm which one uh, at the Santa Monica Mall, which is yes. torn down. The one that's near the Third Street Promenade? Yeah, like the end of Third Street Promenade. Yeah. Worked in, work at that one. Worked at that one. What year? 20? 20, 20? I want to say 99. Dude, I bet you I went there when you worked there. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite places. It's so ridiculous. To be an adult and go into a hot topic is just like, I want to go and hold everyone's face and just be like, you're going to get through this. <laughs> I think, um, I don't think I've been in one since I walked out and quit. Did you do a walkout? I walked hot topic? out, but it was because it was for a guy, a boy that I ended up getting my heart broken over. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which one's worse working at Hot Topic? Like, at least he gave me that. Wait, he also worked at Hot Topic? No, 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 no. <laughs> he like was like, we're going to do this thing. And I'm like, I want to go too. And then just left. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. You were just like, this job is interfering with my plans. Yeah. Of making this guy fall in love with me who turns out had a girlfriend. Uh, I know. My least favorite move uh, oh, of men. My, like, what? Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't inform you about the full relationship that I had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I hope I made you feel good and young and alive. Lisa, thank you. And sorry we didn't inform you about the fact that this is my favorite murder. Oh, <laughs> the here mini-sode. we go. Here we go. Then our new thing is we're just going to start talking sincerely about personal things I so that we, we don't have our weird fake opening. What if we did that? I think it's a good idea. I do too. Like, if we don't need to say what the podcast is because if you're listening, you probably see the name of it on your phone. Yeah, you had to go through and find the title. Right. Yeah. So you know where you are. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Unless, how many times has this happened to you? Where, because I touch my phone so much, it's uh-huh. never not in my hand or somewhere near me, that I will touch it and a podcast will start in like a Starbucks or in the grocery store. Or like something. out loud. Out loud. <laughs> and a couple times it's been my own podcast. Ooh, and it is so embarrassing. The most mortifying <laughs> thing that could happen to me. Oh my God. I'm always thinking about like, I walk around and sometimes listen to the podcast and I'm like, what if everyone knew that I was listening to my, like the other day I wore a My Favorite Murder shirt and I was so, like I had left the house and I couldn't change and I was just like, oh God, what if, because like, I was going to like stores and like places, what if someone is like, oh, I don't want to listen anymore. You know, she wears her own podcast. Shirt. Yeah. I actually, I uh, did an anonymous tweet about it. <laughs> 
She did not. Yeah, I was like, I just saw Georgia from My Favorite Murder wearing her own shirt. Can you believe this bitch? Can you <laughs> she believe must be this? so full of herself. She is so stuck up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but to be fair, it was Kat Solon's really fucking cool Stay Out of the Forest design. That looks like a camp shirt, but it says really big over it, my favorite murder. Yeah, I love that shirt so much. I know. Like, what's the point of having that designed if I can't wear it? Yeah, exactly. You know? Also, I uh, we got a bunch of uh, shirt returns from the company. Yes. They were like, here, you get to have your own shirts. Because right. bo- neither of us, I don't have no, any. I had one. I think I got a toxic masculinity ruins the party again shirt because it was so cool. Yes. And it didn't feel like, it wasn't my quote, and it didn't feel like my favorite murder (laughs) shirt specifically, or didn't really, you couldn't tell immediately. It didn't feel like in the 80s when you'd get your own name ironed onto the sleeve of your baseball shirt. (laughs) Georgia, Karen. Uh, Oh, God, we should have baseball shirts that have our last names. I don't mean for to sell, but for ourselves. That's a good idea. Because if you felt stupid in your own podcast shirt, well, then surely if you went out in a baseball shirt with your name on it, you'd feel great. Especially because it's like both have such specific last names like Smith or oh, man. I used to have our whole family got Kilgariff Construction shirts because there's a Kilgariff family on the East Coast. Same family. That runs Kilgariff Construction. Who? What the fuck? And my some one of my uncles met one of those the east coast kilgariffs and gave they gave my uncle a ton of shirts that's so cool so all of us had these green shirts with the shamrocks that were like kilgariff construction they'd be like oh did your family I own that? that and be like no that's it's our east coast branch of our that. family i want that pretty cool right yes but we don't know those people we're not actually related to really? them Ugh. it's just other kilgariffs that came over what are the fucking chances i feel like they're slim <laughs> they're related to you there's a famous opera singer named pat kilgariff who and that was my mom's name and oh my god she and one time i signed in for an audition and so obviously signed karen kilgariff yeah. and the man who was going to sign in after me goes are you pat kilgariff's daughter and i said yes i am <laughs> and he goes oh, i worked with your mother in new york and i would just want to tell you that she is an amazing woman and i go are you a nurse and he, his face, it was like I pulled a turd out of my pocket and held it under his nose. He was like, no. And I was like, my mom's a nurse. And then he was like, ugh, and walked away. What? The, fuck yeah. him. But yeah. what? A, mm. He turned on a dime on me. I hope he didn't get the role. The part. That man. Is today. Is today Sean Hayes. No. <laughs> no, it was like a way older guy that clearly was of the theater. All right, all right. Uh, Anyhow. Oh, uh, welcome to my favorite murder. <laughs> there, that's how we start it. The mini soda edition, which means we talk for 90 minutes at a time. <laughs> and then we read your uh, stories, your hometown murders that you send us at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com, obviously .com, and then... And at dash edu. Right. Uh, so you want to go first? You sure. look ready. That's just because I'm staring at you. <laughs> um, yes, there's a couple good ones that Stephen gave me here, but let's see. We'll start with this Steven one. Steven likes you better. Steven likes me. Hold on. Please hold. Are you going to belch? Or throw up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to open a new mic if you do that. <laughs> we are sitting in front of such high-tech equipment yeah. right now because we're in the studio. Yeah. Like, just what if you threw up on it? Uh, I'm, I'm like thinking about it. Because then this would smell. Even if they were like, it's uh, fine, we replaced the thing. It would just smell. Your whole... F- uh. Guys, okay, Stephen, honestly, Stephen, please cut that. Listen, out. can we can we get professional for fucking? Yeah, go ahead. Could you for one second <laughs> allow me to get professional? Okay. okay. 
Uh, the subject line of this one is, my grandma thought the gun was fake during an armed robbery. Oh, n- oh okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Georgia, Karen, Stephen, Mimi, and Elvis. Uh, oh, it's Frank okay. And George. No, it's fine. Big fan of the show, obviously. Last week's mini episode, you were talking about robberies and stuff, and it made me think of this amazing story about my grandma. First and foremost, my grandma was a badass. Tough older lady, didn't take shit from anyone, would probably be a murderino if she could figure out podcasts. <laughs> uh, she definitely would like the purrcast is that too pandering Stephen? <laughs> yes awesome but it worked I'll take it <laughs> um, so about fi- 10 to 15 years ago my grandma comes home from her bowling league yes oh my heart uh later at night and pulls into her garage in Manhattan Beach, California. Mm -hmm. There is no direct access to the house from the garage, so after parking in this super dark garage... So dangerous. So bad. And also, she's a grandma. Um, She needs to exit the garage and go into the house on this particular night. A man was waiting for her. He demanded her purse and any money that she had on her. My grandma sizes the guy up, looks at his gun, makes the determination that this guy's gun is fake, and decides that the best course of action is to beat him with her purse. Holy shit. She hits him a few times with the purse and screams until the man runs away. (gasps) She goes inside the house, calls the cops. They come out to take her statement, and she tells the officer the story of how the man had a water gun spray painted to look like a real gun and that didn't fool me. Oh my God. The officer then asked my grandma to describe the gun and based on her description he informed her that it was most definitely a real gun. A PPK I attached a picture but for those listening think a little James Bond gun. Obviously she was pretty shaken by that but also I was thinking like a super soaker like painted black (laughs) (laughs) but like a little cute one that looks like a 1980s gun. Like water gun. Like a bright orange, yeah. cute gun. Which you're not allowed to have anymore, I don't think. With just a little cartoon clown face on the side. Yes. Okay. Uh, I lost my spot. Okay. Uh, obviously, she's pretty shaken, but uh, uh, but she's also a badass, and it turned into a great story that she told for years and years. Mm. This was probably my favorite story about my grandma for the longest time, until she drove her car off the second story <laughs> parking lot. Holy shit! <laughs> of her vet's office. Oh my friends is a different story altogether she's old put the car in drive instead of reverse her and the cat were fine take the keys away from her please that is so funny i hope you like this story keep up the amazing work you guys make my mundane drive to and from work bearable people also must think i'm crazy in traffic when i'm just laughing hysterically (laughs) spencer J. Oh my god. Never fuck with a grandma in a bowling league. I yes or real. no. Yes. For a hundred percent yes. Oh my god. They've been around the block. Dude. What are you talking about? They will throw that bowling ball directly into your nuts. They've been through world wars. They've yeah. been through t- terrible marriages. Yeah. They've been through all kinds of oppressions. Oh, I wanted you to read you read it to us yesterday. I mean, no, where were I? Uh, the last episode after we wrapped, you read this incredible story of the woman meeting an old woman on the train who then oh, told yes. her that story. I feel like you need to read that. Okay. Again, but let's. Okay. I would have to find it on Twitter. So maybe okay, we'll try to do it at the end. Or we could do it at the next episode. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Maybe at the end of the. Okay. All right. This is called Lighthearted and Breezy High School Chase. Hi, nope. High speed chase. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different, mm-hmm. but the same energy. Uh, yeah. Hey, team. Uh, my name is Jen, and I have wanted to share this fucked up story for so long, but it's not a murder. However, it is your kind of fucked up and lighthearted to read between downer murders. Sisters, law enforcement, and a high speed chase. Okay. When I was six, 
My sister, dad, and I were all in the house when we heard a huge bang outside. It shook the whole house. My dad is a cop, and he told us to lay down on the ground flat. Cool. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Well, he ran out of the house. How terrifying if your dad was like, that's dangerous. Bye. I'm going to run after it. You guys hold hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> the minutes shaked by, and he didn't return. It just... Uh, it was just me and my sister in the house laying flat on the ground. Turns out the Torrance PD was in a high-speed chase with two men. The driver lost control and crashed in the front of our house. The fence stopped him so he didn't actually hit the house, but the fence and the yard were super fucked up. <sighs> one suspect got out and took off running. Three officers went after him, leaving one female officer to detain the other giant suspect. What the fuck? Giant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dad ran out with his gun and his badge, as he always does, because my dad was not Torrance PD, but LAPD. He had to show his badge to prove he was an officer. Oh, oh I never thought of that. Like, what if a guy just runs out of his house with a gun? Yes. Uh, it could have been, like, the robber's house. Yeah, exactly. Like, he almost made it to home base. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't have any idea how long it was, but eventually a man with a giant beard walked into our back door. <laughs> In my little brain, I saw a giant beard and assumed bad guy and was certain he was going to kill us. Instead, he said, are you okay? Your dad will be right back. I found out later he was from three doors down and also a cop. Man, a lot of torrents cops yeah what the fuck with all the cops <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking eventually uh, eventually my dad came back in the house he helped us he helped get one suspect cuffed and in, in the back of a squad car um and the other three officers were back with the runner suspect and had him also in the back of the squad car this is where it gets more ridiculous uh -uh. oh my goodness my dad loves this kind of shit and was slightly warped has a slightly warped sense of reality being a cop he decided it was a good idea for me to walk around the multitude of officers and offer them a nice cold diet pepsi <laughs> <laughs> i am not sure how old i was at the time definitely less than eight i'm walking from officer to officer barefoot and offering them sodas my one very distinct memory of this uh is this is me standing next to an officer while he was interrogating the suspect he's all what the fuck were you thinking you fucking piece of shit and i'm like excuse me would you like a diet pepsi <laughs> <laughs> no idea what happened with the rest of the story, but that was some pretty fucked up shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making my commute bearable. This is a commute-themed mini-sode. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm... I am a teacher in East L.A., and I have a long-ass drive every day. You get me through it. Maybe I've had students walk into my room during my prep to find me listening to MFM. <laughs> SSDGM, Jen. Yay, that was, <laughs> that was great. So it doesn't have to be a murder if you want to send a minute, but it has to be super fucked up and awesome like that. <laughs> Would you like a Diet Pepsi? I bet that guy getting arrested is just like, fuck this. No one's ever offered me a Diet Pepsi I in my whole life. would like a Diet Pepsi. Maybe I wouldn't have gone into crime if somebody had just offered me an icy cold Diet Pepsi. I don't think she even said Diet, but suddenly you and I turned it into a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Diet Pepsi. It was Diet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it would not, I, that wouldn't surprise me in, yeah. in the least. Okay, this one's intense. Okay. But worth it. Okay. But it's intense. Is that what they said or you said? This is, I scanned it and I know this story. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Yes. I'm Are you ready? I'm can ready. you deal with it? Can I? Okay, hold on. I lost it. I meant I can. You can. Okay. No, I can't. This is the famous bathtub boy from North Dakota. <gasps> this is a first responder story. Oh, bathtub boy can't be a positive thing. It's pretty intense. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I love your podcast. I heard you ask for first responder stories, so I'm writing in. This isn't my story. It's my dad's. To be completely honest, this isn't totally a first responder story. It's more of a second responder story. <laughs> well, then fuck you. <clears throat> All okay. We'll let it slide this time. Yeah. But please, let's keep it to the first. <laughs> uh, 
both of my parents are doctors. My mom is a dermatologist and my dad is an anesthesiologist. They met in medical school at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, California. <gasps> Steven, did you do this on purpose? Look at Steven. Steven's laughing like he played a trick on us. He's, it's all connected. Yeah. He's rubbing his hands together like a, <laughs> he suddenly has a bald cat on his lap. <laughs> Hairless, not bald. What if the cat was just bald? <laughs> Just the hair is gone. Balding. It's just male pattern cat baldness. Okay. Uh, I Harbor UCLA is where I, they sent me when I didn't have insurance and I had my seizures oh, in 1997. So it's a it was pretty intense. State of the art. <laughs> uh, county hospital. Yeah. Okay. So needless to say, they have some insane stories. Yeah. It's I, a county hospital. Dude. I was the room that I stayed in. I was in the hospital for four days wow. for my extreme alcoholism. I was told that I had the densest urine the doctor had ever seen. <laughs> the densest urine is that a thing? It meant I had not. Drank water probably in like a full week. Oh my god! I was very ill. That's fascinating to me. I want to talk more about it. Okay, and we'll talk about it at the beginning of next episode. The next episode. <laughs> okay, good. And I'll talk about going to rehab. We'll just keep on pushing. Oh yeah, those will be. In- it's called intense moments at the top of all mini sets. <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay. Um, my brothers and I grew up being told not to play with wire coat hangers since they can get caught anywhere on your face. <laughs> or check the temperature of bathtub water before getting in and not to dive into a pool unless you know how deep it is. So basically, it's the same kind of upbringing I had, which is you have parents who have seen the worst of what can happen to children. And so they're constantly reminding you not to do things based on what they've seen. So they are just systematically traumatizing you. A nurse and a firefighter you had. Yeah. So they were like, they didn't know yet not to scare the shit out of you constantly. No, they absolutely were trying to scare the shit out of us constantly so that we wouldn't have the things happen to them that they had witnessed. Too bad wasn't one wasn't a psychologist and was like, let's not also give them anxiety for the rest of their fucking lives. Too bad one wasn't like a, a physical therapist was like, hey, Karen, why don't you take a walk every fucking once in a while and get some good, get a good habit built in. And drink some water. How about you drink water on the daily, girl? I'm taking a sip right now. <laughs> okay. D-do-do. I remember my parents regularly using huge medical terms like they were discussing the weather. Yes. Uh, this happened This happened on January 11th, 1992, which also happened to be my fourth birthday. Oh, a little baby. Um, before we have cake and ice cream, my dad, who was on call, got a page saying he needed to get to North Memorial Hospital in Minneapolis ASAP. In Minneapolis? Oh, no. The hospital had a life flight coming from North Dakota. He went to the hospital, waited for the plane to land, and while he was waiting, started talking to the surgeons and learned what was coming in. So something was coming in from North Dakota. An 18-year-old boy named John Thompson from Herdsfield, a small farming town in North Dakota, was doing chores on his family's farm alone. John had started the power takeoff to power the farm's tractor. Mm -mm. A power takeoff is basically a spinning device. John slipped on some ice, Mm -mm. felt a pull on the front of his Mm t-shirt, and seconds later, the power intake ripped both his arms off. Oh, my God. John fainted due to shock. He woke up without arms, sprinted (gasps) the 400 feet uphill. Oh, I just got chills. Uphill to the farmhouse and then crawled in the bathtub so that he wouldn't get blood on his mom's brand new carpet. That makes me cry. With no arms this whole time. (gasps) He dialed 911. How? With a pen in his mouth. John was taken to the local hospital by ambulance and assessed the local hospital did not have the facilities to handle that kind of trauma. He was flown via air ambulance two hours to I can't Minneapolis. He's still alive. And the hospital where the medical team, including my dad, was waiting. Oh, oh, so the dad was in Minneapolis. They didn't fly him to Torrance. Got okay, it. I get it, get it. Got it. Um, 
<coughs> where my dad and the medical team was waiting uh, with a full operating room ready to go. Thankfully, the police and EMTs were able to find his arms, put them on ice, and the surgeons were able to reattach oh them successfully. Oh, my God. It was the first successful double arm reattachment <gasps> ever. Oh, my God. I have chills. And it's also freezing in here, but I have chills. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. It took eight hours and lots of O-negative blood. The story gained national inter- and international attention. My dad was there for the entire surgery, and actually, his watch and hand made the cover of either People or Newsweek. Unfortunately, I don't think my dad got any cake or ice cream that day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> About 15 years later, my dad ran into John at the airport no. in Arizona. John not only remembered my dad, but he was also extremely thankful for everything my dad did. Why am I crying? Because it's the sweetest thing I've ever It's so good. They shook hands and went on their way. They shook hands. They shook hands. Because he had a hand. Because he's shake. fine. Because he was fine. Oh my God. Very few people either have the time or take the time to thank the doctors, nurses, EMTs, and other healthcare workers that help save their lives. I remember my dad calling home and telling my mom what happened. He was almost in tears that he received a thank you from John since, like the wire hanger incident, John's is the one he carries with him to this day. Life is tough, and sometimes you just need to chuckle, so thank you for all the laughs, Lizzie. Okay, that guy and that story isn't, there's an I survived of him. Shut up. And that's how, when I looked down and knew it, I'm almost positive it's the same kid. Yeah, I can't imagine this. Yeah, because he (gasps) lived and both of his arms were reattached. He, I survived. He fucking straight up, he ran up 400 yards up a hill and got to the house. I can't believe he was alive by then, because if you run, the blood pumps out of your body faster. Yeah, but then he got there faster and he may also because it was so cold. Oh, maybe that's part of it. Good call. Maybe. maybe that's why his arms were able to be reattached. Yeah, they just it was like they got kept on ice for him because there was already ice on the ground, dude. which is what he slipped on. That's, that's I'm just taking that from what was that's written. some heavy. That was. Shit. Thank you, Lizzie. Lizzie. Thank you. That was really quite something. All well right. done. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like 
perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right, Karen. Yes. EMT story, 80s FBI plane crash. Great. Hi, Karen, Georgia, and Steven. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and it's currently getting me through the day at my awful desk job. Been there. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're still looking for EMT first responder stories. Oh, we are. But I think uh, my dad... The da- cutoff was April 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done with those. But I think my dad might have one of the coolest... One of the coolest. Disclaimer, what this story lacks in murder, it makes up for in an unsolved mystery. Shit. Yeah. Thank you. In the early 1980s, my dad was working as a paramedic in Cincinnati, and he was called to the scene of a small passenger plane that had crashed into a bookstore. The plane was carrying four FBI agents, a private detective, and an embezzler from Chicago named Carl Johnson. What? Johnson embezzled uh, $615,000 from a Chicago bank and hid the cash uh, in a number of locations. After years on the run, Johnson turned himself into the FBI and told them that he would lead them to the location of about $50,000, which he claimed to have buried in Cincinnati, I think in a park. Johnson did not disclose the location of the money beforehand because his attorney and the FBI j- agents did not want to come under suspicion in the event that the money was not there. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, for a reason that they never discovered, the plane crashed into a bookstore, killing everyone on board. Oh, no. When my dad responded to the scene, he went to the bookstore and found the partially burned bodies among the wreckage. Dad said they were able to tell which one was the embezzler because he was still wearing his handcuffs. I asked my dad how he handled seeing all of that, and he told me that the sight was not so bad, but the smell stuck with him. Morbid details. A few years later, his mother was cooking turkey for Thanksgiving, and he said the smell reminded him so strongly of the crash that he immediately threw up. Oh, no. Turkey. No. Don't eat turkey. So anyway, that's my dad's story. As always, stay sexy and don't get murdered, Sarah. Wow. Wow. That was intense. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I love Thanksgiving. I know. Turkey's good. Is that what? A- We're fine. We didn't have that experience. Yeah. It just it smells just like be, turkey to us. It was probably actually the yams. She was probably cooking a body. <laughs> his mean, mom was a murderer. His mom was fucking nuts. So she was like, oh, it's just turkey. <laughs> it's turkey, honey. It's dark meat. Eat up. <laughs> but we never saw a turkey carcass. It was so weird. <laughs> okay. There's. Can I do one word yes. fast? Yes. Um, there's never going to be a no. Okay. Because. It made me laugh. It's the subject line is ER nurses sushi woes story. Oh dear. Karen in Georgia, a first responder story. Yeah. Exclamation point. It was told to me by a friend who was an ER nurse in Seattle. He was one of the folks who was in the ER the night this patient came in. It was nuts, as you will behold. A kid and some of his dude friends went to a sushi restaurant for his 20, 21er, 21st birthday. And of course, the kid got blitzed out of his mind. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it was a dare or the bravado of being 21 and hammered, but the kid reached into the restaurant's live fish tank and managed to grab a fish and swallowed it whole. Oh my god, what a dick. But turns out it was a small puffer fish. No. Yeah. Naturally, this terrified puffer fish puffed out its spikes while in the kid's throat. Oh my god. I can't remember how they treated him or whether there were any puffer fish toxin Tracheotomy immediately. Uh, because I was reeling over a puffer fish puffing out its spikes while in the kid's throat. But I do remember that he was in the hospital for some time and had several puncture wounds <gasps> in his esophagus. Oh. Presumably RIP to the fish. <laughs> That's all you two are national tra- SSDGMPR in Portland. Wow. <laughs> Teenage boys, man. They're the stupidest people on earth. <laughs> I mean, my 21st birthday, I remember walking out of the bar that I was in with all my friends and going, it's so weird. I'm not that drunk. Uh-huh. And then immediately falling flat on the sidewalk and in a complete blackout. Yes. Uh, mine, I uh, we I went to a club like this, like a uh, soul club. I used to go with my friends to dance, and um, my friend Annie and I, she's my best friend, Annie Hardy. What's up? I love her. Uh, she was like, "Well, let's get drunk in the car first because we didn't have any fucking money for drinks because <laughs> we were both so poor." Yeah. And I was the only, she wasn't twenty one, and I I had to go up and buy her drinks all the time. That's illegal. Uh, so we would drink the, we would, we got a fucking 40 of Zima. Oh, just to no. be like, oh my God, remember Zima? Zima. And we proceeded to get shit faced in my car. I threw up into the uh, alley. No, I threw up out. I opened the door to the car and threw up into the gutter. And then my okay. sweet friend Summer came and drove us home. <laughs> Did Even, you ever get to the club? No. <laughs> we just sat in the car and talked and listened to music. And it was like so much fun. So much more fun than going to the club would have been. And my friend Summer finally met up. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And That's amazing. Drove us home and I woke up with my first hangover. 
All right. I bet it was a nice one. I will say this to anyone who drinks in a car or passes out in a car. Right. Take your keys out of the ignition. Right. If you leave the keys in the ignition, it is a DUI, even if you're not moving. If you pull over and park and fall asleep, whatever you're doing, pull those fucking keys out of the ignition. Do you also have to get out of the passenger? I mean, the driver's seat? I don't I've know. heard that, too. But who knows? I mean, you know what? You're that not going to remember. Sense. Just grab your keys and throw them in the backseat. Just don't leave your keys in the ignition like listening to the radio or whatever. Because yeah. if a cop pulls up, that is your intent. Technically, it's intent to drive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, don't drink and drive just over overall. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give people tricks on how to drink and drive correctly. <laughs> I'm just saying like prevent. Because I know people who have fallen asleep, pulled over, fallen asleep because they had like three beers and yeah. they're like, I shouldn't be driving. But they left their keys in the ignition. You know what I hate is when people tweet like, hey, guys, there's a DUI checkpoint on this street tonight. So avoid it. And it's like, no, tell them not to drink and drive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um well, thanks for listening to the hometown. Send send your hometowns. We fucking love them. If you think you can do better than that, do better than that. Those were great. Thank you so Those much for so sending good. them. And all, as always, please stay sexy. And don't get murdered or drive drunk. Bye. Bye. <laughs> don't get murdered or murder. <laughs> was that Steven or a recording? Was that you or recording? That was me. Uh, it sounded that real. That sounded really real.